Welcome. It's actually just good to be together, isn't it? You're glad that you got up early enough, got in the car and came here? Are you glad that you've done that already? It'll only get better, I'm sure, I'm sure. Uh, this morning, uh, I, know, I know we've said we're a bit light on, but I feel like, a, you know, you, you go like the quality over quantity. I feel like this morning we've got the pick of the crop here this morning, right? We, we've got quality happening. How good, Axel, it's very good to see you this morning, my friend. We've, we've missed you around, but we're so glad that you're, you're here with us. Oh, it's up to you. No, quality, quality, that's right. Uh, is anyone like cooking? Have any cooks in the room? Couple on this side, three? Norm? Norm, Norm enjoys it. He doesn't do it much, but he enjoys it. That's good. Yeah. Don't get a chance. Fair enough. Fair enough. Kay, you just let him cook this week, I reckon. Yeah. Uh, I, I love cooking. I, I love it. And um, I, I think I love, I love creating. Does anyone else kind of enjoy that part of cooking where you, where you create something, especially when I, get to, when I get to do it my own way? I grew up, my mum's a, a pretty decent cook. I, I got to eat pretty decent food growing up. But my favourite thing was when I moved out of home, I got to do her recipes my own way. The little things that I didn't quite like, I got to change. I got to, to kind of do it my, my way. Is anyone who is a cook follow the recipe by the letter? Is there any of those people who just do it exactly? Where's... Where's my wife? Baking. Apparently baking you have to. I don't bake. But baking you're supposed to follow by the letter. Anyway, uh, I like to start with the recipe, right? And you follow the recipe and maybe the first time you make that particular dish or whatever, you follow the recipe pretty closely, right? Yeah? Most people would do that, right? And then as you do it a couple of more times, you kind of... You start to do your own thing, right? You start to feel it a little bit. You're like, oh, maybe I'll put a bit of this in. It might make it taste a bit better. Uh, and you get a bit more creative and you just kind of go with the flow. Anyone else know what I'm talking about? Am I, good, good. You're with me. I'm glad it's not just me. Uh, and I guess I, I was thinking about that and I, and I guess it's similar with music too. For those of us who have played an instrument, uh, I, I know that at the start, you have to learn the technique first, don't you? So I know when I played brass, I had to practice my scales and I had to open my Arben's book. And he, no, there's no brass players in the room. An Arben's book, which was just full of exercises. They, they're not really fun, but you just have to practice them and practice them. And then you get to a point where a piece of music in front of you is actually a guide for you. So you, you play it, but you add your own feeling to it. You've mastered kind of the basics and you're able to take the music. You're able to express yourself fully. Well, this morning together, we're looking at prayer this morning together. And, and the great thing about uh, kind of looking at prayer this morning is I'm not just going to be talking about prayer. We're going to have a chance to do it. Because 
There's no point in just talking about it. I think it's something that you have to do practically. But the point of all of the cooking and music stuff is, I think it's similar with prayer. Can I tell you that prayer is not a formula? It's actually the cry of your heart. I think that we could do lots of teaching about here's a way to pray. And I think there's been lots of preaching and there's lots of books on this is the way you pray. But I think actually prayer is just the cry of your heart. Prayer isn't a list of requests. It's actually telling God the desires of your heart, right? We have a good father. He wants to hear our heart. And we see this in Psalms, don't we? If we read through Psalms, like sometimes we think of Psalms as just songs, but actually most of Psalms are are prayers. And we see David time and time again kind of talk about the cry of his heart. If you're like me, uh, when I pray, I quite often think, am I doing it right? Has anyone ever had that thought? I'm praying for something. Am I actually doing it right? You know, sometimes we pray and we see amazing things happen, right? Sometimes we pray and unfortunately we don't see those amazing things. And I think my inclination is, am I praying right when we don't see the results? And I want to tell you this morning, I don't think that's how God works. And that actually... uh, there are plenty of books, like I said, but, but these techniques can be useful in us learning how to pray, right? Just like a recipe, not saying that prayer is a formula or a recipe, but sometimes there are some really helpful guides to get us started in prayer, to narrow our focus. I know that when I stop to pray, my mind goes everywhere. Does anyone have that? So sometimes having a bit of a guideline helps us just narrow our focus a little bit, all right? Are you with me still? All right. I believe that sometimes the most powerful prayers are simple prayers. Yeah? Would you agree with that? Sometimes our most powerful prayers are simple prayers. Crying out to God. Sometimes the most kind of the, the most effective prayer, the most kind of is, is us just yelling to God, help. Has anyone ever prayed that prayer before? Just help God, help. I believe that prayer is us having a real conversation with a loving Father, all right? This morning, rather than teach us like how to pray or what to pray, I, uh, I thought it's great. We've got, we've got kids around with us this morning and, and they can join in too. I, I love the prayers of children. I, I want to tell you that if there's someone who needs healing or is sick in our church or in our friendship group, do you know who the first person I ask to pray is? Evie, every time. Faith-filled prayers where she's just like, God, you will make it happen. She's prays it as if it's going to happen. I love childlike faith. So we're going to invite kids to kind of join with us in some of this prayer in a second. But I want you, I want to encourage you this morning and give you permission to pray your way. Yeah? 
the crying out of your heart. I want to give you permission. I think sometimes we feel like we have to do it a certain way. If I asked, you know, someone to pray out loud now, we would think that there was a certain way we had to do it. But I want us to get rid of some of that and just pray from the crying of our heart. I believe in prayer. I believe that God listens to our prayers. I believe that God intervenes in our lives. I also believe that when we pray, it changes our heart. That actually, as we pray, God changes our heart. Our focus is different. I believe that when we pray that God does something, suddenly we're motivated also to do something. Prayer helps us search our own hearts. What are the desires of our heart as we bring them to the Father? I just want to look at a few thoughts of Scripture before we, we just move into a couple of exercises. Is that all right? Did you, did you turn up this morning going, I just get to sit here, I'll listen to Nath and then head home? Well, actually, I've got some things that I want us to do together. But uh, there's some thoughts the, the scriptures are full of ideas and thoughts about prayer. We see it in Psalm with, with David and other psalmists crying out their prayers. But Paul shares a little bit that I think is very valuable for us to know this morning. From First Thessalonians, Paul says this, Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Pray without ceasing. I think sometimes we go, well, we have a prayer time. This will be a place to pray. But, but Paul keeps urging, and we'll see it again, pray without ceasing. That actually in all of my life, am I praying? Am I, am I in communication with a God who is present, alive and with us? Philippians 4, 6, and this is something that we've looked at heaps. I'm sure a few of us could quote it back. But it says, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank Him for all you've done, for all He has done. Again, we see this idea of, of pray about everything. He also, Paul says, every time he says to pray, do you notice that he also says give thanks? So, so when we come and we pray, it's not like this list of things. We're also giving thanks to God for the blessings that are in our life too. First Thessalonians uh, again, and it's right at the end, and it's, it's a different translation to what I read before, but it's, it's actually Paul's final advice in Thessalonians. He's wrapping up his book and he says, never stop praying. Never stop praying. Be thankful in all circumstances for this is God's will for you who belong to Christ Jesus. Similar themes, don't stop praying. Prayer isn't a specific time. Prayer can and should be constant in our lives. An acknowledgement that God is alive, that He is with us 
and that uh, uh, he listens to us, recognising his presence reaching out. John gives us a little bit of a, a really helpful bit in that. All right, so from 1 John 5, 14, 15, there's a few verses, it's okay. You might not look them up, but I've got them if you want them later. 1 John 5, 14 and 15. And we are confident that he hears us whenever we ask for anything that pleases him. And since we know he hears us when we make our requests, we also know that he will give us what we ask for. Can I tell you it's good news for us this morning? He hears us. God hears our prayers. Our prayers that please God, He answers. Now we have to, we have to just acknowledge that God is sovereign. And actually, God knows best. God knows absolutely best. But we ask. We ask whatever and he listens. Uh, And lastly, I just want to have a look at this passage from uh, Luke. And so it's Jesus talking about prayer. And he's teaching about prayer and he gives a bit of a recipe. And I don't think the recipe, the Lord's Prayer, is meant for us to just repeat and repeat and repeat. I think he gives us some good ideas as to, the things that please God that we can ask for. So Luke 11, and and I'll read through these verse together. Once Jesus was in a certain place praying. As he finished, one of his disciples came to him and said, Lord, teach us to pray just as John taught his disciples. Jesus said, this is how you should pray. Father, may your name be kept holy. May your kingdom come soon. Give us each day the food we need, and forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. And don't let us yield to temptation. Then, teaching them more about prayer, he used this story. Suppose you went to a friend's house at midnight wanting to borrow three loaves of bread. Has anyone ever done that? It's a pretty bold move, isn't it? Going to a friend's house at midnight asking for three loaves of bread? Wow. You say to him, a friend of mine has just arrived for a visit and I have nothing for him to eat. And suppose he calls out from his bedroom, don't bother me. That's what I'd say. Don't bother me. The door is locked for the night and my family and I are all in bed and I can't help you. But I tell you this, though he won't do it for friendship's sake, If you keep knocking long enough, he will get up and give you whatever you need because of your shameless persistence. And so I tell you, keep on asking and you will receive what you ask for. Keep on seeking and you will find. Keep on knocking and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, everyone who seeks finds. And to everyone who knocks, the door will be opened. You fathers in the room, we've got a new father, Sam. New father, this, this is you now. You could have ignored it before, but now it's, you got it. You fathers, if your children ask for a fish, do you give them a snake instead? 
Or if they ask for an egg, do you give them a scorpion? Of course not. So if you sinful people know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask Him? Now, I love this verse because I can be pretty annoying. I, I quite enjoy that, like, nagging. And, and the picture of, like, going to a neighbour's and just knocking until they give you bread. It feels a bit like weird for Jesus to say that, doesn't it? Does anyone else think that? It feels a bit weird, but, but I love it. And you've probably heard me talk about it before. Because I believe in persistent prayer. I believe that we keep asking. And if we don't see it happen, we keep asking. And I believe that either God will change our hearts so our ask will be different or God will answer our prayer. I I believe it wholeheartedly. Sometimes I know that we give up praying, right? Have you ever been there where you give up? You're like, maybe it's not God's timing. Maybe it's just not going to happen. Well, Jesus actually says, don't give up. Keep asking. Maybe we, if we do, eventually it will be God's timing. Let's not miss it. So Paul tells us to pray constantly, all the time, wherever we are, whatever the circumstance. John tells us we should pray because God hears us. God is listening to our prayers. And that actually God answers our prayers, John tells us. And Jesus, again, tells us, don't give up. God is good. He's a good Father and He gives what we need. Not always what we want, but always what we need. This morning, we, um, I want us to pray together. I want us to have an opportunity to pray for a few different things. I believe that prayer is an action thing. It's not a a knowledge thing. We don't need to learn more about prayer. If it's the cry of our heart, we don't need to learn more about how to pray, do we? We just let our hearts cry out. So I've got a few, I've got a couple of stations. If you're able to kind of get out of your seat and walk around. And the first is over on this side. As we've said, we actually have quite a few people who are unwell at the moment who uh, either have COVID at home or some other sickness or are taking a while to kind of come good after the effects of being sick. Um, There are actually, some of you will find your own names on this list and it's great that you're here with us this morning but I know that a few of you have been in isolation We also have some people who are just having to isolate. And can I tell you, just having to isolate takes its toll too. And we we need to pray for those people. So we have quite a big list of people who are, are currently sick, isolating or recovering from sickness. And I'm just going to invite you. We want to make sure that all these people are covered in prayer this morning. There's just some little stickers. I'm going to invite you to come over. Have a look at the list. Pray for that person or that family. 
And if you've prayed for them, I want you to just peel a sticker off and put it next to their name. And say, whoever comes next, make sure that we're covering every single person in prayer. Uh, So red stickers, they're just on the ground over here. Actually, I'm going to put them on the table just here. So take our time. Uh, If you need to bring over a seat, please do that as well. So we've got that. We want to pray for our church family, those unwell. On this side, there's a, there's a conflict that's, that's, that's happening in our world right now that I think that we should pray for. Uh, what's happening in Ukraine at the moment is horrific. Uh, we hear new stories every day. And we just want to pray. We want to pray that God intercedes. We want to pray that God mobilises his people in Ukraine and in, in kind of the, the other European cities around Ukraine that are accepting refugees at, at a huge amount. We want to pray that God intervenes and brings peace. I want to pray for those Russians who are against the war to have the courage to stand up. I want to pray for those in Ukraine. I want to pray for that people be safe. There's been a... a a prayer written by um, Casey O'Brien, who's uh, a salvo in New South Wales. Um, and she's just written a prayer. And you might like to read through that prayer and pray those words. You might just want to sit here for a bit praying for that conflict. Uh, again, we'll move some chairs around so it makes it a bit easier to kind of spend some time. The third thing is, I'd love you to pray for one other person in the room today. If you're not comfortable in praying, the good news is I think enough people, will have a high enough percentage of people. I'll, I'll have to figure that out with Mark as to what that percentage is. But we'll have a high enough percentage of people to pray for you. If you're uncomfortable to pray for someone else, someone will come and pray for you. Let's bless each other in prayer this morning. It might be a prayer of thanks, right? blessing for for all sorts of things. But we want to just pray for at least one other person. I think you can probably do more than that, but one other person. And the fourth one, if there wasn't enough already, the fourth one is actually something I want you to do after we leave. I want you to pray for your neighbourhood. We want to pray for our city. I I think that if the kingdom of God came, like Jesus tells us to pray, your kingdom come, our city would be transformed. I think some of the brokenness that we see would be gone. I think some of the violence that we see would be gone. I see. I think some of the, the hurt in relationships would disappear if God's kingdom came. I think that we would see enough generosity in our city that everyone would have enough. So I want you to do that as you get in your car and drive home, as you drive in your neighbourhood, as you drive in your street. Just wonder if you would pray as you drove around. That you would pray for God's peace in your neighbourhood. That you would pray for opportunity to meet your neighbours. And I ask that that might become a habit when you leave for work, when you come home from work, that you would say a prayer 
for your neighbourhood. Can you do that one? That one is a trust exercise. I'm just trusting that you'll do it. Yeah, homework. Uh, Mark's going to put on some music. We're going to move some chairs. But this is a time to enter into. We could easily just sit and let it pass. But I ask you to, to spend some time in prayer for our church family, for the people of Ukraine, and just say a prayer for someone else. Can we do that together this morning? Let's pray. God, thank you that you're good. Thank you that you listen and you tell us to keep asking. Help us to be persistent in our prayers. Help us to acknowledge you in every moment, to pray in every moment. We pray in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. So I invite you to to get up. There'll be some music on in the background and we're just going to spend some time praying for these things. for this place.